You are listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review Podcast. We find little nuggets, treasures, valuable pieces of gold in the Joe Rogan Experience Podcast and pass them on to you, perhaps expand a little bit. We are not associated with Joe Rogan in any way. Think of us as the talking dead to Joe's walking dead. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Joe Rogan Universe Podcast. What a bizarre thing we've created. Now with your hosts, Adam Thorne and Garrett S. This might either be the worst podcast or the best one of all time. This podcast is brought to you by DateMaker Coaching. If dating isn't hard enough, COVID has changed the game in many ways for meeting new people. Getting new dates is harder than ever. Have you been struggling with online dating? Is there a special someone in your life you'd like to win over? Are you trying to get over a tough breakup? Do you have a hard time approaching people when you want to ask them on a date? Whatever your dating goals, the DateMaker coaching team is here to help you increase your self-confidence and improve your dating success. And now there's an exclusive offer for JRE Review listeners to sign up for a free 60-minute session to get you started on your way to dating success. Go to DateMaker Coaching, click on the calendar link to set up your appointment now. Spaces are limited, so go do it. There's a link in the bio to the podcast. DateMaker Coaching is here to help you increase your self-confidence and improve your dating life. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the JRE Review. Joined as always with my buddy Garrett. What's up? What is up? What is up? All right, let's do the business round. What's what's uh, happening out in in Venice, California? Uh, COVID update. update. Yeah, update. This is actually a fairly big date. I think I was mentioning to you earlier that a couple of days ago was like I want to say the anniversary, but the day that uh, we went into the 15 day lockdown to flatten the curve, I think is how they put it. And then <laughs> here we are. Yeah, there's a long 15 days. It seems like a longer 15 days than how it seems like they lied to us. Like maybe they knew something. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just speculation. But uh, yeah, we trust them. Actually, today is the day we go back to 25% indoor dining. And I did hear through the grapevine that LA Fitness and 24 Hour Fitness were going to be opening with massive restrictions from what i understand i i don't know i don't know that for a fact but i do know that the restaurant industry is allowed 25 percent occupancy moving forward so can you can you go in bars now there like inside i'm excited i'm excited to see because today will literally be the first day that we have that now oh so you don't know yet you're gonna we were kind of getting briefed on it last night and just kind of how the place huh. is going to be set up and what the deal was so interesting well people again their vaccines so i'm hopeful shit will start opening like i i know quite a lot of people that are signed up for their vaccines where are you on that are you signed up or um i'm not one way or another about it but i wasn't ever really planning on it and it seems like this is every <laughs> doesn't it seem like everything's so polarizing now it's like if you do get it then you're one person if you don't get it you're another person rather than like i just choose to not do that i don't know yeah i i, I guess i'm just gonna wait for someone to offer it to me i don't really know i mean how, i never got the how, flu vaccine I, you could go online i guess and like apply maybe i don't really know how it's getting released i mean i'm just gonna continue trying to live a, a healthy lifestyle and continually controlling the things that i can control which is just decisions that i make about my body and my mind and my whatever but i understand that it's a virus and can hurt you but I don't know, man. I never, I never got the flu vaccine. Did you? I can't remember as a kid, but I, 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 my brother and I were talking about it. My mom was not like taking us to get shots. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I've ever got the flu one that I can remember. But I never used to get the flu either. So I, I guess it just kind of made me lazy. I mean, I wasn't opposed to it. It just never came Yes, out. I think that's the same thing for me as well. I never got it. So well, I, maybe I got or maybe I got the flu and it was never bad. Maybe it was just like a few that's days. That's what I was going to say. I, I, I remember only like a handful of times in my life where I've actually felt like really under the weather. I can't even really recall a whole bunch of them. I guess that's kind of good. But Well, let's jump into the Rogans for the week. We got Jamie Metzl, uh, Matt Fraser. Derek Lewis, 
and uh, there were a couple of other ones, but but those are the ones that really stood out to me. Um, Jamie Metzel was an interesting character. That was that was definitely a heavily anti china podcast <laughs> i mean i thought he talked about it from the perspective standpoint like i think it's what is it objective like he didn't see, it, it seemed like he gave a lot of good reasons why his argument was okay like it, I, I it sounded yeah i don't think he was being a hater i, I mean if it was any country that had responded like that i mean i, mean, I think his major concern was just the you know the non-transparency of their behavior and people are starting to talk about that now. You know, Rogan's been pretty solid behind his, like, conversations with people on it. Um, but there has been a lot of talk where you can't really speak out about China. It was almost like a huge conspiracy theory to think that the disease came from that lab. And now people are starting to say, you know what, it probably came from that lab. Yeah, you're allowed to say it now. Dude, you were always no, no, allowed I to know. say I'm it. just saying it's more like... <laughs> I couldn't agree more. I, I'm just saying that now it's like... There's just like this weird divide where it's like, okay, now this is acceptable. Well, he makes some, he makes some good points. Like, it was the winter there. Like, the bats weren't as active. Um, the first people that got it didn't even go near the market. And I guess they all worked for the company, like the, the lab. I'm like, wait a second. Yeah, right? <laughs> That's very, very convenient. The the scary thing is, like, when they were saying that if China had been honest, you know, and w- way more transparent, uh, over 95% of the lives would have been saved. He was even saying, like, even, even closer to who knows, like, even whatever, it's 2%. Isn't that interesting, though? Like, when it really comes down to it, it's ego that got in the way of this situation. Like... Well, dude, think how it's affected everybody. Like, this has affected my life more than anything else that's ever happened. And I'm not one to, like, be like, okay, we're in this situation, so find people to blame. But seriously, I don't I don't know how you do it, but somebody needs to fucking pay for this. I mean, that's messed up. I mean, this is a real blunder. Because if they get away with that, and it turns out it came from the lab and they covered it up and blah, blah, blah. What, what does that say to other countries that could potentially affect the whole world in the future? Like, we can't just keep allowing people to get away with that. There has to be major repercussions, however that would be done. I mean, look, I'm not trying to incite anything. I'm just saying that that... It's a big problem. It just seems like it's been the narrative of fucking history. That's just how it unfolds, and I don't know how... You, like, yeah, I guess some people can pay for it. I think that's what's gonna... I guess you can point fingers at this point, but the damage has been done. So, I mean, no... I, do you get satisfaction after that? Like, I don't know. Not no, that- no, no, no. I don't, I don't mean it like that. It's... It, it, but it, you have to create a deterrent. Like, what would be... If the same thing happened from the same country in the future and they didn't have to pay any... There wasn't any cost on them... They're gonna de- they're gonna deal with it the same way. They're gonna cover it up and wait till it spreads and mess up the whole world. And I mean, in some ways, this could have benefited their country because it's really hindered the economies of many other countries and probably boosted China's forward. You think? Um, I, I think it's probably. The- I don't know. I don't. I don't know. They're saying that that they might become like the biggest country in the like their plan is to be the top country in the world by like 2050 i've never not i've heard that always is the narrative growing up that that was what was going to happen yeah it hasn't happened yet i was going to say i mean i don't know i guess we'll see what happens i'm not america's just too dope (laughs) is that what it is it's gotta be Dude, I'll tell you, not this is just interesting. This I'm watching these palm trees blow right now, and I was just down by the boardwalk, and those tents, boy, they were getting toasted. The tents? Yeah, like all the tents on the boardwalk down there, just getting when these like huge winds come right off the beach too. Like it's like it was just interesting watching them just flailing. Yeah, it's why you live in houses, apartments. Obviously, other things get blown away. Right. That's a good point. It's interesting weathering the weather. Can't 
It's that's called temporary housing, right? In all forms. Yeah, but just learning about the suppression in China that um, Jamie was talking about is is crazy. Like, imagine living on. I guess we just don't appreciate how things are here, or maybe we do, but we definitely take it for granted. Well, we definitely take it for granted. I think we started it. I I want to hope that this past year is been a lesson for all of us to not take it for granted and to do appreciate it and to do I don't know how all of our freedoms got taken away so quickly and everybody just went with it I guess I don't know what, what I don't know I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, but it's took that literally was a full year like the fact that I can look at my calendar now and see that it was that is just very interesting yeah it still surprises me that we um we all just kind of conformed that quickly. Like, I, I just felt like humans were different. I guess I thought there would be a lot more pushback, but it's like the whole world just did what they were told. Yep. We just all, fell, we all fell in line. Um, I don't know. I just saw a meme that was uh, said something, and it put, I, I can't remember the years, but it just said Germany years to years, and it was like, can't believe we got that far in. And I, I think it was re- like referring to Hitler's time. Hitler's reign, and it was like how everybody just completely conformed. And it's like, what the fuck? I mean, I don't know. That was just something I saw thumbing through my feed the other day, so or today. I guess, I guess, knowing that happened once like that, we should have been able to make the prediction that it would happen again. You know, and talking of predictions, they talk about that video of Walter Cronkite. Did you see that part of the podcast where they showed what the future would look like? And he's talking about the in- basically the internet and like everything on computers and how people are work from home. And I'm like, dude, like talk about accurate and spooky. Foresight was on point. Yeah. I mean, I guess people make a lot of predictions. So if people make enough predictions, you can go back and pick the one that is the closest. But uh, that one was kind of scary on point. They talk a bit about CRISPR in this, and CRISPR hasn't come up for a while. That gene editing tool. Uh, And it definitely seems like we're going to be moving in that direction. You know, I mean, it's like when you get old enough, like add 30 years to our lives. I mean, we're going to be really old. And if somebody comes along and they're like, hey, guess what? We can x y and z like change you make you straight up age in reverse i mean what it what are you willing to do for that i mean you you'd spend your whole retirement on it it's like i my knees hurt i can barely run like who even cares about this money let's just go yeah if our health has taught us anything that's the case for sure right i just want to feel yeah i just want to feel good at the end of the day your health has a funny and, way of putting you in check like that. Like I've been talking about this ankle situation to you, and it's still nagging me. And I don't. It's like I never want to use the phrase "I'm getting older" because it seems like the language you use is what's going to happen. I, I'm a firm believer in that. But yeah, I I don't know what would you what would you change like if you had like infinite crisper power and not like in, you know like living forever or whatever. But if you could just add something, what would you do? Hmm. I don't know. That's a good question. Do you have something right off the bat there? Hmm. <laughs> I don't know that. I mean, I, I'm trying to not take anything for granted. I'm pretty happy with getting older. Like, I try and think about what it'd be like to be 21 again, and not that I still feel like the 21 year old kid that I was then, just with a lot more smarts, I want to believe, or at least. Yeah, it would be pretty dope to have that kind of energy all the time or maybe just look like you work out constantly but you never have to you know like you just hit the gym like one day a month and you're just already in perfect shape that i mean that would be pretty addictive but then i don't know what that does like if everyone can do that and everyone's in that shape then i guess i just my buddy wrote a meme that said what did it say one in (laughs) like I can't remember the numbers. I think it was like one in every X amount of people, 25,000 people is a millionaire. And, and then it was like one in every 
some crazy number that has like one uh, has a six pack abs. It's like that number is so much smaller than all the people that have a lot of money. Is that right? Less people have six packs. Oh yeah, I can't remember what he googled, but he posted what he googled, and it was like astronomically larger. Than- well, I bet not many people in their forties have six packs. Right. That's probably very true. Food's too delicious, and working out's too difficult. Right. That is the fucking construct. I'm always like, man, I could work out for four hours, but I do that because I like to enjoy the food. Mmm. Ice cream. Do you... What did you think about when they were talking about being able to go to space and the space hotel? I was talking to somebody about it yesterday, and they were super down on the idea. I don't know how excited I'd be. Bro, I still enjoy I I still enjoy the beach. <laughs> you don't want to float around in space. I guess it's more just because it's a cool thing to tell people. Be like, yeah, I went to space. Uh, yeah, I mean, I got. It seems like a f- long way away. It just seems like a lot of work. Uh, yeah, like a lot of work, a lot of preparation. Like I could just plop a cooler out on the beach in Florida and burn some cigarettes or something. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I guess. Maybe in time, maybe it's just one of those bucket list things that, like, if other people are doing it and they're saying they're blown away by it, maybe that's uh, that's what you got to do. I'm sure the view from space is pretty spectacular. Do you remember the uh, documentary they were talking about at the end, the Cecil Hotel documentary? Uh, vaguely. Remind me. <laughs> well, no, I couldn't remember. I was hoping you remembered. It was about... <sighs> I remember that I don't name. Remember what, what they were just saying. saying it was about. Shoot, I need to watch it though. I meant to watch it before this. Sometimes I don't. I don't have time to get everything in. It was someone. Something about somebody did, vanished. I don't know. If anyone knows or they've seen it, just email in and let us know if it's worth watching. Because I don't have a lot of time, and we have to see. All right, let's take a quick break and then jump on to Matt Fraser, CrossFit extraordinaire. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and the Joe Rogan Experience Review listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash review. In 2021, mental health is finally a thing. So many people are struggling right now and aren't feeling like their normal selves. Therapy helps. And it doesn't have to be sitting around just talking about your feelings. So what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. You can privately talk to someone if you feel like you're not dealing well with your stress or you're having relationship issues. Whatever you need. Don't be ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better. Because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. You can keep it private that way. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is all about. See if it's for you, because you are your greatest asset. Again, that's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash review. Have you done any CrossFit, Garrett? Uh, I have. I mean, not, I've done CrossFit workouts, but I would probably say the vast majority of my workouts are that kind of, I, I don't call it CrossFit. I don't like to do a lot of herky-jerky movie, movements personally, but as far as like circuit training, I do that quite a free, quite frequently. I don't just like sit down and do three sets of something. Like I'll be constantly moving around and doing different stuff within the time frame. Is that mostly what CrossFit is? Like a lot of j- jerking movements? I know that I've heard of a lot of injuries from CrossFit. Yeah, I mean, you heard what he said too, and not that you should. It is an interesting sport in that you, for some of the events, you don't know until right up before the event if you're going to be doing a lot of fast paced movement, like fast twitch stuff, or if you're going to just row for 45 minutes straight. You have no idea. 
like how can your body ever prepare which makes sense because it's called the fittest you're supposed to be able to withstand anything but that just seems so interesting like you have no you could train so much for one thing and then that you never do that thing uh yeah that's right that's what that documentary is called right the fittest. right so i mean it's just an interesting thing the way he was i didn't realize i i think the vast majority of people are doing it for just fitness gym stuff but the like the true competitors to devote your life to that is kind of crazy the way he described how you'd be training all year and then like maybe the first round of the first event you twist an ankle and it's like there it goes oh you're fucked and then you got to row like a marathon but you could also like you could also be told to row like a sprinting drill like i don't get how your body could even be in shape for that how can you have that level of endurance but then also the quick twitch fibers or whatever they're called i was gonna say it's basically a luck of the draw hopefully you prepared for what they designed on that given day (laughs) hopefully your body is just at that spot i don't know yeah it's it's always seemed and not to bag on it too much but like almost like a little cultish their setup the crossfit it's like people are calling you up making sure you're going like my old roommate in la would do the crossfit gym down there on lincoln and it was like you know like this exclusive little club that you could be in and blah 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 and the the guy that owned the place trained at our jiu-jitsu and he was a decent guy pretty quiet like pretty awkward but um uh, yeah i just never i don't know i went over there a few times i didn't train i just went to like support these like fitness days that she did but uh, it just never really appealed to me in the same way. I guess it's just like that group energy and accountability and all the rest of it. Probably good for some people. I think it's probably good for some people, exactly. I think it's good to train in that atmosphere at the same time. If you're self-motivated, you don't necessarily need that. But I can see the value in it. Yeah. They, he brought up a supplement I'd never heard of, beta-alanine. You remember him talking about that? Did you order some? I ordered it that night. I used to take that shit all the time. <laughs> I, I haven't taken it in a while, but hearing him talk about it just like reminded me of how I used to feel when I did take it. Because I just drink coffee now, to be honest. I used to take pre-workout, and I was like, maybe... I was just saying, that's Is it pre-workout, so it's like high-energy stuff? Like, it's like the main active ingredient. I don't know that from a chemistry standpoint but i know that beta alanine would be the stuff that was in pre-workout have you ever taken it it like makes your body like tingle and almost feel like semi on fire oh jesus no i have not taken it i'd never even heard of it's it. it's definitely like uh surprising the first time you do it and then your body kind of just becomes like and i don't know for me it was like kind of i don't want to say an addiction but just something that you like learn to love he said third lung i, I don't know if i'd push it that far but it for me at least but it was it's definitely gives you those three extra reps at the end or like whatever you want feels like you can just jump out of your skin sometimes oh that sounds pretty good i wonder if it'd be good to take before jiu-jitsu you probably don't want to ramp yourself up too much before jiu-jitsu nah, i don't i don't think you'd want to be in that state yeah maybe just for the workouts i don't know though i don't know how hard i need to push during my workouts that i would need it's not like i can't finish them anyway they're not like I do enough, you know what I mean. I'm like, that's enough. I think it would be. I, I think it would I don't get crazy. I think it would be worth your trying it just so you can say you tried it in that in that scenario. I haven't taken this new stuff that just came from Amazon a couple of days ago, and I was gonna. I'm, I might try it today now that we're talking about it. But well, let me know how you get on. It, it was interesting how he talked about the rowing and like having. I guess somebody like stopped Matt and was like, "Your rowing's all fucked up." You're pulling with your legs too soon and your arms and blah, blah, blah. And uh, and I never really thought about, I guess, of course, there's technique to rowing, but I've never really thought about concentrating on it to like really um, push that that part of your performance. Like I like rowing in the gym. I like getting in there. I guess I have to start thinking about how I'm doing it because I'm probably doing it all messed up. I just crank on that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> crank on that bitch um just, just go, go no i get it i do the same thing i just i know that there's some form you definitely want to keep your back straight and i mean there's some different things that you can incorporate but yeah i hear what you're saying yeah i'm trying like i do think a lot about my other lifts like if i do deadlift or squats like i really take my time and like make sure everything's tight 
you know, and I never used to bother with that, but as the weight increases, you know, I just, I'm super careful. And if anything feels weak, you know, like sometimes your knees are a bit kind of tight. I mean, I take the weight way down on those days. Like I'm not trying to push through anything. No, no, I'm not trying to push through anything. That's definitely, if I've learned getting older, I'm like, you don't get paid for this. You don't need to prolong the injury. That's for damn sure. <clears throat> yeah. I, I thought it was interesting that he said he kind of weighs most of the time like 195. Now, he's a shorter guy. I think he's like 5'6". But it seems like that weight, I mean, that's basically like light heavyweight in the UFC. I guess that's 205. But um, maybe maybe the middleweights weigh in. Like they weigh at, what are middleweights? I think it's like 180 they weigh in at. But they probably walk around or like fight at 195. That just seems to be like a really good weight at any height. For like pure use of the body and all of its... Yeah, yeah, assuming that you're not like like if you're in shape-ish, like that weight seems that you've got a lot of power behind you, but you can also potentially keep your endurance up and it's it's interesting that that, that weight kind of comes up quite often. Right. I went down in Khabib rabbit hole last night, by the way. I haven't really done it before. I've just been intrigued with people knocking people out. Now, I don't know why I just thought of that, but it was interesting. And what does he weigh? He's a lightweight guy, yeah. Who? Khabib is what is he weighing? One forty. Oh, one forty. Yeah. yeah, I think he was fighting at one fifty five. <laughs> okay. I just watched him choke yeah. choke. He's, he's pretty, pretty tiny. tiny. Choke out Con- yeah, choke out Connor was pretty interesting. Oh yeah, he smashed everyone. God beast. Yeah, I think he's thirty and oh. Like barely lost a round. Wow. Yeah, Beeb is <laughs> he's just uh, he's something else. It doesn't look like he's coming back though. No. He's no. done. That's a good way to go out, I'll tell you that. Yeah, go out on top, why not? I mean, you know, he'll move on and do some other cool stuff, I'm sure. I mean, he's he's like a, a legend in his home country, so I'm sure he's set for life. Oh, oh they talked about that one steroid-type thing, Psalms. Have you ever heard of those? Yeah, my buddies used to take that. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I ha- there's you could, I, Whenever they were reading the... I can't remember what Jamie had pulled up, but it was something about it, and all of it sounded like incredibly positive. That there was no downfalls from it. I don't know that there was, to be honest. My buddies, I, they only took it for a couple of months. I gotta, I, I gotta assume any prolonged use of a substance like that is gonna have a pretty big, bigger impact on your body. But like, it's got to, right? If it has like a major effect on your body, even in a really positive direction, I guess one downside is when you stop taking it, you're gonna lose that. So then what? You like take it forever. That's probably what that's probably that's probably what it is. I don't know. And then who knows? I don't know if there's been any long-term studies on that stuff, but my buddy was pretty I could see some I could definitely see him getting in better shape quicker. Yeah, it makes you think. Definitely worth looking into. I mean, it can't be long before they come out with something. They're like, "Yep, take this. There is just no side effects." I mean, creatine's kind of like that. It just doesn't it doesn't do a ton for you. Like, it, it's not, like, going to change the game forever. But it seems like, you know, back in the day, they used to say you got to, like, cycle on and off it. And you got to this and that. Now they're saying, yeah, you can just pretty much take it forever. Yeah, I wonder how often, you how often is Joe getting it, you think? Oh, the testosterone? I don't know. He's on, like, the, like the medical dose for it. Um, the downside of that stuff, I think, is if you ever stop, your body doesn't really produce testosterone. Like, it does get to a point where you need to know you're going to be on it forever. Right. So that's a little concern. I guess if you got the money and you live in a country where they can supply it to you, you don't really need to worry about it. You're always going to get it. But, I mean, you better be sure before you start. Yeah, I mean, it might be good to just experience it while you can, too, because living life optimally, and if it's that, he's that much of an advocate, and I've heard a lot of people that have taken it that have been praised it, you know what I mean? So, Oh, yeah, dude, it's pretty standard amongst, like, wealthy 50-year-olds in California. I mean, they want to stay in shape. They're probably all on it. That's a good point. You just got to find a doctor that's jacked. Then you know immediately, jacked and older, and you're like, "Yeah, this guy's down." He, okay. he knows. He knows the <laughs> he knows the prescription needed. He knows the score. He knows how to get a hold of this. 
It's like back in the day when you needed the weed card, you just want to go to like the most chilled hippie doctor you've ever seen. He's like, yeah, man, you look like you have migraines. Look like you hit, like, okay. <laughs> you look like you hit your elbow on the side of the door, man. <laughs> yeah, we, I got a prescription for that. Don't worry. We take it care of you. <laughs> I love hearing like his, his like struggle, you know, like when Matt was talking about like how hard he worked back in the day when he was at the Olympic training center, you know, how broke he was and, and just like, it, it just creates that fire in you to work. It's, it's like in a crazy way, so many people use those same excuses to not do any work. They're like, Oh, I just don't have the money now. Or I just don't have this. And I just can't, you know, I got to wait till things are better. And I feel like that attitude and look, we all have it at times, but that attitude is like, Dude, if we gave you everything you needed to do this, plus all the money, you still would do it. Without a doubt. Without a question. Yeah, yeah I think it would be worse because they wouldn't even need to. It's like that. It's, it's like the people that sit in their position and say, okay, this isn't good enough for me. I don't make enough money. I'm not comfortable enough. I'm not successful enough. So I'm going to work hard to get out of it instead of just reason over excuse exactly if you make it a reason as opposed to an excuse you can do anything right well that's the theory but it's fucking way harder to do than but it does inspire me like i do hear it and think ah i like that you know it's not like he says oh yeah i was basically born rich and got given everything and it was a piece of cake and i didn't have any struggles so i just worked out all the time and then became world champion but that's not the case. But he did dominate that sport forever, too. Not to say... No, I don't want to write... I'm not trying to discount anything, but wasn't it crazy how much he dominated that sport for and for as long as he did? Yeah, I didn't know much about him. I think I'd heard his name and, like, maybe seen him a few times. But, yeah, I didn't really realize till the podcast, like, how destructive he was. I was going to say, he definitely had some struggles getting to where he was. But once he got there, man, he just dominated like i can't remember he said that he had broken his own record like five different times or something That's like nobody was even competing with him for like a, a stint of time so he he had a good run at the top for sure does it were there other like i never really followed this that sport but were there uh, the other top guys that were up there with him and they kind of built the same are they like short and super strong and stout or what i haven't i can't remember the guy's name it's only i've heard of this guy matt frazier and then i've heard of one other guy i can't even think of his name right now but there's only like two guys that really stand out i don't follow that community that tightly i'm sure if you're involved in that you know who they were but there's different guys obviously the bigger guys i don't want to say obviously but the bigger guys aren't as dominant as the like kind of that kind of stature i believe okay so they don't do like a dunking competition. No, I mean obviously. no. I don't yeah. Not not any like you have to jump high. No, but I mean things. No, like Polton yeah, no, I don't believe so. I'm sure there's a variation. It's like a bunch of pull ups. Bunch of pull ups, bunch of lift the bag and run over here and I should I should watch. Yeah, some there's of those. some entertaining stuff to watch. It's like we watch people push themselves, that's for damn sure. Yeah. I really the only video I ever saw is that one they talked about at the end where the dude like broke his neck lifting paralyzed himself oh, fuck i didn't see that one yeah i'm like Phew. anything like that and i have a one friend that does this in new mexico all the time and he's had so many back injuries and he's always posting his lifts to instagram and don't get me wrong like they're a lot of weight for how much he weighs because he's quite light and it's pretty technical stuff you know like clean and jerk like way above your head like that seems to be you gotta have a lot of flexibility and strength um, but you just watch the video. You're like, yeah, no wonder you have so many injuries. I was going to say, I, 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 it's old. certain movements. And like you said, it's, it's designed if you're doing it correctly to not hurt you. But I don't know. I'm, I, yeah, if you're, I know a ton of successful people that do CrossFit and don't get hurt at all, but there are some downfalls to those kind of herky jerky movements from my experience. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I'm interested in it though. I like the idea. I guess I I just don't, I don't know. I don't want to do something else that could potentially, like jujitsu is enough. I was going to say. When, when it comes to like <laughs> wanting to get injuries. It's like my friends here in Bozeman. They're like, dude, if you're going to live in Montana, you got to learn to ski. I'm like, ah, 
how many things do I need to do where I can potentially hurt myself? I don't want to sound like a no, pussy, but... No, I, I get it. I, you got to pick your battles. I do love skiing. Yeah, shit doesn't heal like it used to. Uh, and that's what I'm saying. You're just, like, thankful for your health all the time. That, that's what it comes down to. <laughs> These little... Little too... Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I'm no coming off the mountain every single time when I'm skiing. I'm like, all right, well, another successful day. I'm not hurt. That's like that's like the best feeling. You're like, all right, I made it through. Just because anything, you know, I don't know. I love skiing. I would like it's once you get the hang of it too. I mean, you can always hurt yourself, but you can. I bet you'd be good at it. Uh, I think I'm gonna start with cross country skiing. I'm gonna do some old man shit for a while, and then e- ease into it once I get my footing. See if my ankles hold up. Mm-hmm. All right, let's uh, take uh, just a quick break, and we we'll jump over to. Derek Lewis, the legend. This podcast is brought to you by Stereo.com. Do you ever find yourself shouting your opinions right at us while listening to the podcast? We understand. I do that all the time. Well, there's good news. We've teamed up with the Stereo app so you can talk to us directly every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern time. We'll be going live on the app to answer questions and talk Rogan. Garrett and I will be live on the app and any JRE review listener can join in the conversation and discuss anything that comes up. We've done this podcast for many years, and listeners are always reaching out to discuss things that they love about Joe's podcast. Now we've found a way to connect with you and keep the conversation going. So join us at the After Party, only available on the Stereo app for the JRE review, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, to connect with us and meet with other Joe Rogan fans. Stereo is the live social conversation app. You can be your own talk host, or if listening is more your jam, jump on our Stereo Talk and ask all of those questions you've been itching to ask. Download the Stereo app and follow us at Stereo.com slash J-R-E review. The link is in the description. All right. Another MMA one. We don't often talk about the MMA ones, but I, I'm a big fan of Derek Lewis, and I knew that it is as well as talking about UFC, like he's going to get into all sorts of stuff. And he's he's very funny when he gets interviewed after fights. Like he's pretty legendary for when Joe asked him why he took his balls shorts off, <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, my balls got hot." And so I knew that he. He obviously doesn't have much of a filter and he would talk a lot about maybe his private life and and just have more honest kind of interpretation of like what makes him a fighter. So I was really keen for this podcast and it was that like you really did get into it. You got into some really personal things. Yeah, I didn't realize throughout. I didn't know much about him prior to, but definitely that uh, story of him being incarcerated for three and a half years prior to his successful career was pretty interesting. That's that's a great yeah. that's a great story. That's a long time to be inside, and and what a way to do it! Like you get arrested for fighting, and locked away, basically told you can't ever do this again, and then you make millions of dollars just knocking people out on television. It's kind of ironic. Let me shift that energy right over to this platform, and you'll be a millionaire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> let me, let me get this sanctioned. And then I'll do the same thing, but in a more devastating fashion. And we'll just give you, get paid. and then we'll give you a three and a half year stint, so you can get even tougher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> his, you, you follow his Instagram, right? UFC Beast. Uh, I just started. I, I did write up. Uh, He's brilliant. Legend. <laughs> it's one of the funniest. He just is like a very funny dude. Oh man, he's great. He's he's uh. <laughs> he's he's pretty transparent. He was funny as hell. Hmm. His his knockout highlights are insane too. So they said that he has the most knockouts in the heavyweight division. But it's not just that. Like the the way he knocks people out is incredible. You're just like I mean, I mean his power, power is see you next week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's next, next year. year. Yeah, right. He knocks him into another dimension. Good lord. Yeah, yeah. happened so quickly. The heavyweight division is kind of getting stacked in that direction. You've got Francis Ngannou, who we just reviewed. And if he wins against Stipe to win the title, then Derek, I think, is up to fight Francis. Now, they fought before, and it was kind of boring. It was an odd fight. They were like really respecting each other's power and keeping some distance, but I do not believe it's going to be like that again. 
I think they both feel really bad about how that fight went. So they're going to be on foot on the gas. Mm-hmm. And then John Jones is getting massive. Like, he's jacked, super big, like, walking around to, like, 250. I mean, knowing that he could move into the heavyweight division, I mean, that it's what the UFC really has always lacked is an incredible heavyweight division. You kind of had it a little bit with Brock and then uh, Cain Velasquez. Like, it was really exciting then, but it was kind of short-lived. You know, a lot of people winning titles. Like, it's always kind of been that way to where nobody really holds the title for long. I think Stipe's held it the longest. And it's, you know, when you've had, like, John Jones, light heavyweight, you've had GSP at, what was he, is it Feather? No, I don't know. Whatever 170 is, I forget. And then, yeah, something. And then, you know, he held that title forever. Then you've got Anderson Silva at middleweight, like 180, holding that forever. You just don't get that in the heavyweights. Is that just because... I don't know why. I wonder if that's just longevity and wear and tear on the body when it gets that big. I think it's more to do with the fact that those guys are such tanks that it only takes... You know, they get tired, they slow down, but then they still have super bomb punches whenever they want it. So it's just... But when they catch one, they're still catching one that's coming from a monster individual, no matter how big you are. Exactly. I mean, it kind of takes you back to boxing. Like when boxing was its biggest, it's always when the heavyweight division is stacked and you've got to go back to Tyson. I mean, it's... It's coming up now because like Tyson Fury is is badass, and then they, you know there's three or four guys that are really picking up the division. But when that when the heavyweight division is stacked and you've got a re, some real killers in there, it, it's just something about it. It's so much more inspiring because everyone knows how massive those. Oh dudes my are. god, the power that comes from me. Like I watched, I went down to Derek Lewis rabbit hole at the same time just because I wanted to see some of his knockouts and the explosiveness from that larger human is just amazing terrifying yeah absolutely terrifying he was the Russian that he fought Um, that was such a great fight because he was so exhausted and then Rogan and, and the other commentators were talking about how any minute Derek could just unleash and it's exactly what he does I think it was like down the fucking like the last 20 seconds of the fight and he just oh, yeah, clips yeah, yeah. him and puts him to sleep in the most brutal way. It's at, uh, at, any, at any given moment is absolutely the truth, that's for sure. Exciting times. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder if he'd be any better if he leaned up a little bit. Probably not. He'd lose some power, right? Yeah, that was interesting hearing him talk about training, too. He's like, I don't like doing it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He doesn't like it. He just likes Popeye's chicken and he... And he watches, watches, what do you say? He watches the, f- like, MMA training on YouTube. I'm like, are you kidding me? That can't be true. There, there's got, I, I don't there's got to be a, well, I agree with that. I think there's some truth to that, but I think there's got to be a balance because it's interesting how even that Frazier guy was talking about how he would just take that full month off from training, too. Um, like, he would be like, I would be watching everything I ate and this, that, and the other. And then, like, there's one month where he just eats, does whatever he wants, veges out for a month, and then knows that he's going to get back after it with the training. And But it's like, at the same time, Derek Lewis is, has recognized what's worked for him. Yeah. I mean, I guess until it catches up with you, till you notice that, like, you're up against super athletes. I mean, if John Jones gets in the ring and starts doing cartwheels and jumping off the cage and... And with his long-ass arms, Derek can't even get near him. I mean, Derek's going to realize real fast that, that there's there's a game plan that needs to be picked up. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, hopefully he's got good people in his ear telling him that, I imagine. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, he's done so well. The, the only thing about John Jones moving up to heavyweight that I don't think I'm prepared for is watching him get knocked out. I He's like one of those champs that's been so dominant. I mean... I guess his last couple of fights were a lot closer, but it just, the idea that, like, I hate it. It's always the worst moment for me is, like, when a champ has been crushing it and then just gets destroyed. Like, it happened with Anderson Silva when he when he got knocked out, and he had just been so dominant for so long and then clipped. And, ugh, it's tough for me to watch. I don't like it. 
Like it makes me nervous. I'd just be interested. I haven't I haven't seen John Jones at 250. I want I'm gonna Google that here shortly. Oh yeah, he's tanked, dude. If you look at his Instagram, he's lifting a ton of weight too. Like he it really he really holds that weight well. Because not everyone can just move up in weight and make it work. You know, some people, it just doesn't fit their frame. But he's so big. Like, I met him a couple of times when I lived in New Mexico. And, uh, yeah, he makes me feel, like, look tiny. And I'm six foot three. I don't know how tall he is, but he's taller than I am. I'm pretty sure. Just massive. Like, he's just a big dude. His arm length is, like, unreal. I bet he's an excellent uh, rock climber. Right. Those dudes do. How much are they paying this Derek Lewis? He talked about all his cars. I'm like, he's not even been a champion. I, I, I guess these MMA fighters are getting paid a lot more than I realized. He has like six supercars. I heard him trying to freaking Ferrari. Maybe he doesn't have anything else. He's got the six cars. <laughs> That's it. Doesn't even have a house. It was kind of bullshit what he was saying about his family selling the cars that he bought them i was yeah, i was know? listening to that whenever he said that and i was like why don't you just give him money like i appreciate the i don't know i just thought that was interesting i like it is effed up they, i don't know if that's messed up if you're in need of money and you have the one thing you have that's valuable <laughs> you're probably gonna try and get the money yeah that's true i it's just a tough situation like you want to help people and then i guess i guess what you have to do i guess the takeaway from that is when you go to help someone you can't have a lot of expectations of how the help will be perceived, you know, because they, people might not, I've done it before. I've helped people and it, it like backfired. It like ended friendships. Like you lend someone money and then they feel bad and they can't pay you back and they just ignore you. And it's, it's a tough, it's a tough one because you did it, you know, with the right intention, but it it doesn't always, I don't know. I don't know what the best way is. Like Joe said, just keep changing your number. People can't get a hold of you. <laughs> maybe, that's maybe that's the way. The way I, I, yeah, I don't know what to... I think that's just an individual situation. On It would be weird always getting phone calls. That's probably <laughs> getting phone calls from like random people. I don't answer random phone calls anyway, do you? No, I try not I was gonna to. Say, I probably just wouldn't be answering my phone ever, but... I talk to, try not to. If it's important, they'll leave a voicemail. Yeah. I've checked my voicemail like twice in the past year, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody leaves you voicemails, bro. It's not important. Right. I. What was your thoughts when he kind of opened up about his daughter? Like, I know they were having an honest conversation, but I kind of felt like because of what she's struggling with. So he has, what do you say, a 17-year-old? Like, stay in a room. He's kind of had some suicidal thoughts. Like, my heart goes out to her. Like, I feel bad for anybody that's kind of stuck in that that zone. But I almost felt like, I don't know, maybe that isn't the place to talk about it. Maybe it is. I just felt, for her, maybe. I felt kind of awkward. She doesn't want people knowing that. No, I don't think that's... I, when I was kind of feeling that same way whenever he was talking about it, I don't think he... He obviously loves his daughter and wasn't trying to hurt yeah, her. Yeah, he does. He didn't mean it to be that way. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe this is, like, helpful for her... You know, maybe maybe people will reach out now and like make an effort with her, and it, it could change things. You know, well, there's a lot of people that listen to Rogan, so maybe maybe some people will reach out, and it could be a benefit. But but I don't know. I just kind of felt a bit weird listening to her. I was like, oh, I hope she feels okay. okay about Dude, it. that's so funny you say that. I felt the exact same way when he was, yeah. like, the exact same way when he was talking about it. I was like, oh, man, I hope she doesn't listen to this. But what built up to it was interesting because they were talking about, like, their struggle growing up and, like, how Rogan, like, most of the people that he loves, his favorite people, like, all crazy families, you know, growing up, and but they, they don't want that for their kids. And... And in some way, when you get maybe handed everything, you know, you get all the opportunities and finance, like, you know, there's still the worst thing to you is the worst thing you've ever experienced. Exactly. So you've been spoiled, but now you're stuck kind of just like, well, all I'm doing is comparing myself to everyone and other people are more popular. And I remember, and, I remember growing up, my guys that the guys that I grew up with that had a lot more money than I did were definitely not happier.
it seems to be the the most important thing hands down like because i had friends that had plenty of money and decent houses and we kind of lived in a in a neighborhood that was quite wealthy but we weren't like my house was like the smallest on the like the shittiest one block and it just happened to be the people that my friends around me had like really nice estates and and i was always kind of jealous of that but i did notice that the ones that really now have turned out the best they just came from the most loving parents like that was and i I mean obvious right duh but i mean that was definitely the most important driver is like just their relationship with their dad for like the young men or the mother's support and that's that's really what kind of i don't know they just they seem to deal with situations better right and make better choices it's like they had that guidance. For sure. Mm. <clears throat> so Derek's talking about probably retiring at about 40. I think he said he was 36. I think that's a good age. Yeah, I think that's the uh, I, I totally And, and he's, a, he's a funny guy, too. Like, he definitely could be a commentator. He'd be like the Shaq of the UFC. Yeah, for so sure. Like just, you know, saying silly stuff. And, and, you know, he would have had an amazing career by then. I think that... I think that really might be the way forward for him. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, like he said with his Instagram, it's not just his fighting. Like, he, he's followed by millions of people, and it's because he's funny. Yeah. And posts really good stuff. <laughs> Completely funny. He's uh, yeah. I don't, yeah. He was a great, he's a character. He's, he's a character, all right? He's a great dude. I really liked him being on that podcast. Super chill, too. Right. I'm like, wow. How stoned is this guy right now? He doesn't seem... He's like just knowing that he could like smash everything around him like a total maniac and he's just chill. Right. Like as relaxed as can be. It was a big fan. Totally. Big fan. Agreed. Anyway, that's that's enough for this week. Thanks everyone, as always, for joining. And uh again, reach out to us. Joe Rogan Experience Review, any questions, whatever. Uh come join us on the stereo app. We're having a lot of fun over there. And uh that's it. Thanks a lot, guys. Later. Thanks again to Stereo.com. Join the after party for the JRE Review every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as we go live. Stereo is the app for live social conversations, and we want to talk to you directly, our listeners. Join the app using the link in the description of the show, Stereo.com slash JRE Review, and let's talk Rogan. Download now and join us live each week to continue the conversation.